0: Hey everyone, I'm Nate Vinio and this is Something to Know On, a short podcast for the Christian with a short attention span, a podcast intended to give you something to mentally and spiritually chew on throughout your day, a Bible study in bite-sized form, if you will. This episode is entitled, It's Not Nothing. Today we're going to start by putting on our history hats and traveling back in time to 1914 in pre-war Sarajevo. The place was a social and political mess. Several people groups were represented in the region, but the ultimate authority came from Austria. In a political ploy to win over the hearts and minds of those living in Sarajevo, the heir to the Austro-Hungarian Empire, the Archduke Ferdinand, decided he should travel to the area, shake hands, kiss babies. It was a total publicity stunt, and it's an insanely arrogant move and everyone in his circle of influence was against it, but he pushed forward with his plan anyways. At the same time, a group of seven nationalist men were planning the Duke's assassination. And the plan was simple. They would line up on the parade route, spaced well apart from each other, and as the opportunity would arise, the individual with the best shot would take it. When the time came, Ferdinand and his convoy of convertibles greeted the masses as they rolled down the street. And they came upon the first man, and he passed his opportunity as there was a police officer behind him. When the motorcade came to the second man, he lobbed a grenade at Ferdinand's convertible. The grenade bounced off the back of the car and exploded under the following vehicle. Several people were injured, but nobody was killed. And Ferdinand's car was rushed off to a safe location. And the assassins simply vacated the area. After a brief amount of time, the Archduke had the brilliant idea of going to the hospital that it would be a good PR opportunity for him on this trip. Traveling again in a motorcade, they headed to the hospital, only to find that the lead car had misunderstood the directions and turned down the wrong street. Realizing his error, he came to a complete stop and had to have the car pushed backwards to turn it around, creating a lengthy and unfortunate delay. What happened next could not have been planned any better if anyone had tried. After the failed attempt, the number 3 man had walked a few blocks away and sat down at a delicatessen, lamenting the failed outcome. When the motorcade came to a stop, the Archduke's convertible had left only five feet between him and the number 3 man from the assassination attempt, a Gavarillo Princip. He seized the opportunity, produced his twenty-two caliber Browning, stepped forward, and fired repeatedly. In an attempt to hit the Archduke and the governor, he errantly hit Sophia, the Archduke's wife, and she died rather quickly. Ferdinand was hit also, and his two final statements live in infamy. While bleeding from the neck, he kept yelling to Sophia to hold on for the kids. At the same time, his security detail was intent on providing first aid, However, the Archduke responded with one of the most ignorant statements that history has captured. Repeatedly, he would say, It's nothing. It's nothing. It's nothing. Some accounts record him as many as six to seven times uttering this phrase. He didn't make it past 1130 that morning. He bled out. Whether it was his arrogance or his ignorance that caught up to him that day, He totally underestimated his enemy and his wound. And in a painful retrospect, it's obvious it wasn't nothing. And with the death of Archduke Franz Ferdinand of the Austro-Hungarian Empire, World War I is triggered. I believe that this idea that it's not nothing applies to us in at least three areas, maybe more, but three that I want to touch on in this episode. First of all, some of you listening need to hear it said that what you struggle with is not nothing. It's not insignificant and it's not trivial. Some of you look down at the elements of your own situation with a degree of shame or embarrassment, and you don't deal with it because you see it as insignificant or embarrassing or even as weakness. And you say, hey, it's nothing like the top 10 sins of the Old Testament, and yet you continue to struggle through life dragging a ball and chain that you call nothing. It's not nothing. The bottom line here is that if you struggle with it, it's not nothing. It doesn't need a name and it doesn't need to be treated like the annoying pet that you keep around the house. It needs to be dealt with and laid to rest. Second of all, others of you listening need to hear it said that what God is speaking to you is not insignificant. It's not nothing. The small spiritual battles are not nothing. The goading, the prodding, the directing, the warnings, they're not nothing. The calling to little things is not nothing. Kind of shooting from the hip here, but any chance anyone remembers the scriptural principle of uh, he who is faithful in little things will be entrusted with much? There's something to gnaw on for a bit. But... Moving on, at its core, the dynamic of following God's leading, His voice, His promptings, those gentle nudges, not to mention a straight-up direct instruction in the Bible, comes down to a crazy word we call obedience. And it's not nothing. It's so serious a situation that God says, to obey is better than sacrifice. That's in First Samuel fifteen twenty-two. It's a conversation that uh, Samuel has with King Saul, somebody who kind of looks like a character we know by the name of Archduke Franz Ferdinand, kind of an arrogant individual, thinks he's above the law. So a quick question or two for everybody to gnaw on in this process. How do you respond when God starts pointing things out in your life? Do you respond defensively? Do you respond eagerly? How do you respond when it comes to things like giving or talking to people about Jesus, things that put you outside of your comfort zone or fill in the blank? What is is that issue that God is speaking to you about? What's he calling your attention to? No matter how insignificant it may seem in our human eyes, the nudging of the Holy Spirit is not nothing. Lastly, There's an interesting verse in Hebrews 12, and it ties all this together. It's verse 1, and this is read from the Amplified version, by the way. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, who have by faith testified to the truth of God's absolute faithfulness, we're stripping off every unnecessary weight and the sin which so easily and cleverly entangles us. Let us run with endurance and active persistence the race set before us, looking away from all that will distract us and focusing our eyes on Jesus. I want to focus on a few words and phrases in this verse as it pertains to this idea of it's not nothing. The words and phrases are, Every unnecessary weight, sin, easy and clever entanglements, all that will distract. It's easier to identify things that are sin, but what I want us to gnaw on in this section is what the writer of Hebrews refers to as unnecessary weight and clever entanglements. And I want us to focus on the subtly placed word every, or all in other translations. No matter how small it may seem, it's not nothing. If the Lord is bringing it to your attention, it's not nothing. So the simple question is this. What are these weights and entanglements in your life? What are those little things that keep you from experiencing the freedom that Christ wants you to have? What are the little things that push you towards sinful habits? Not the sinful habit, but what are the things that push you towards that habit? Keep in mind, these things may not be inherently sinful, but they're not nothing. They have a negative impact on your life in Christ. Sometimes they create a trajectory in your life that eventually leads to sin, one gentle step at a time. This isn't a new concept. Jesus dealt with it in Mark 9 when he said, if your hand or your foot causes you to sin, to cut it off. Or if your eye causes you to sin, to gouge it out. Is a hand sinful? Is an eye evil? Not in the least. But it does jive with the theme of Hebrews 12.1 of getting rid of unnecessary weights and clever entanglements and those things that bring us to the point of sin and breaking the heart of God. Not to mention the possibility of costing us our eternity or keeping us from experiencing all that God has for us while on earth. Anyhow, it's not nothing. They may be little things, but they most certainly have the potential to be fatal. The little fentanyl, a little arsenic, a little lust, a little look, a little jealousy, a little greed, a little anger, a little sip, a little cut, a little comment, a little sin. It's not nothing. These things are spiritually deadly, and frankly, it's arrogant to think otherwise. If the all knowing, ever present God takes the time to bring it to our attention, it's not nothing. In fact, it's a huge act of love. God is bringing things to our attention that jeopardize our eternity and our relationship with Him. And that isn't about heaping guilt upon a person. It's about dealing with those things that hinder our relationship so it can flourish. Whatever it is, it's not nothing. This has been something to gnaw on. I want to thank you for listening. And we hope and pray that this spurs you forward in your relationship with God to know Him firsthand. Until next time, God bless